Is LeBron James still the best player in the NBA? Derrick Rose drops 50 points. And is Adam Thielen in the conversation for MVP? To make a list and not include Adam Thielen in that list is hard, man. Man, it's hard for a wide receiver it to is win very hard MVP, for wide receiver, bro. But for him to be going on almost nine 100-yard games in a row, that's unheard of. Nah, That man. is absolutely unheard of. He's a, he's, I don't, you he think might he's catch 150 catches. He might have 150 receptions in a year. He's on pace to do something ridiculous like that. Like, you don't... No. No, sir. And, th- and these aren't little hitches and slants and no gains. I mean, this dude is getting 100 yards a game. He's going on nine games in a row. Like, I, I think if you try and make a case, he's got to be involved in the conversation. He, I'm not saying he's going to win, but he's got to be in the conversation. You're tuned into the new Channel Sports Podcast. The Ultimate Sports Talk Podcast. This is another edition of the New Channel Sports Podcast. Thank you for joining us. My name is Oeni. I'm one of the hosts that will be um, on the show today. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please do me a favor. Subscribe to the podcast. You can go on our website at newchannelsports.com or you can follow us on Podbean. That is newchannelsports.podbean.com and that's new channel spelled N-U-C-H-A-N-N-E-L. Trey Day, what is the deal, bro? How are you doing today, man? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I bet you are. Doing great. I bet you are. Uh, I'm doing good, man. Want to give a shout out to Laker Nation, Cowboy Nation, coming off the bye week. Lakers coming off a big win, you know, about to turn some stuff around. With the Lakers or the Cowboys? Or both? Cowboys don't have nothing to turn around. Are they already over 500 right now? <laughs> <laughs> Watch them out. I'm just saying, bro. I think I think the the Lakers might be in a little bit better shape than the Cowboys might be. Hey, come on now. Come I'm just on. saying. I'm just saying, bro. We all right. We are gonna be all right. Remember that. I I will. I will. But uh, how you wanna do this, bro? You wanna you wanna kick off with uh, let's kick off with some MVP talk. Mid season MVP. You talking about Ezekiel Elliott? What? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? So we are midway through the season right now. And who do you think is the MVP right now midseason in the NFL? <sighs> I don't even want to talk about this right now. But, I mean, I think that the only person that you can – that you would have to give it to, that they won't give it to – uh would be Patrick Mahomes. But they're not giving it to a rookie. Not happening. Look, right now in the he league. He can win Offensive Rookie of the Year. He is not winning MVP and Offensive Rookie of the Year. Right now, bro, I agree with you. You know, there are probably three front runners right now. You have Patrick Mahomes. You have Drew Brees and Todd Gurley. Those are the three right now I'm looking at that might be the front runners mm. right now in the league. I mean, those aren't bad picks, but to 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 make a list and not include 
Adam Thielen in that list, it's hard, man. Man, it's hard for a wide receiver it to is win very hard MVP, for a wide receiver, bro. But for him to be going on almost nine 100 yard games in a row, that's unheard of. Nah, that man. is absolutely unheard of. He's a, he, I don't, you he think might he catch 150 catches. He might have 150 receptions in a year. He's on pace to do something ridiculous like that. Like, you don't, no. No, sir. And, th- and these aren't little hitches and slants and no gains. I mean, this dude is getting 100 yards a game. He's going on nine games in a row. Like, I, I think if you try and make a case, he's got to be involved in the conversation. He- I'm not saying he's going to win, mm-hmm. but he's got to be in the conversation. You think he's top three in the conversation, though, in front of those guys I just mentioned? <laughs> it's hard not to. Has, has uh, Jerry Rice ever won MVP? Cause that's the I don't only. Know if, I don't know if a receiver's right, ever right. won MVP. I don't know either, but that's the only one I could think of. If there was one to think of, to where I would think they would have won MVP. Yeah, him or, or Randy Moss. Well, uh, I know, I know, Randy Moss has never won it. Right, but I mean, Randy Moss's season was, you know, a season that could have, you know, given him those numbers. But he had the quarterback throwing it to him. I think uh, receivers get lost in the shuffle um, when it comes when it comes to stuff like this. But I mean, the dude is playing unbelievable, bro. I just don't know how. I just don't know how. I want to say, I mean, like he's he he might break. I mean, I don't know touchdown wise, he's not going to break that record for touchdowns in a reception. Um, but as far as receptions in a year, the dude's going to be going to be stupid. Yeah, I doubt Adam Thielen wins it though. My money's on Patrick Mahomes. I I really didn't even think about Adam Thielen really in the conversation. I thought about Patrick Mahomes, Drew Brees, and Todd Gurley. Um, right now, Patrick Mahomes leads the league in in yards. He also leads the league in touchdowns as well. Drew Brees uh, has one thousand nine hundred ninety and uh, fourteen touchdowns. That's significantly lower than what Patrick Mahomes has. And as far as defensively. Um, he has the worst defense out of those other two people I've named, Breeze and Todd Gurley. So I, I think it has to be Patrick Mahomes right now. When you look at everything that surrounds him and the way he has to carry his team day in and day out, he has to do the more than opposed to Breeze, um, Todd Gurley, and even um, Adam Thielen. Bro, Thielen has 74 receptions <laughs> through eight games. Mm-hmm. 74 receptions. Um, 925 yards receiving in eight games, um, and he and he has six touchdowns to go with it. He just tied Calvin Johnson's record of eight straight 100 plus yard games, and this weekend he could break that. Mm-hmm. He will break. He will have the NFL record for most 100 yard games by receiver. That just to think about all the great receivers that have played. And I'm not trying to crown him and put him up there, you know, as the greatest receiver to play. I'm not saying that, but that's. That's crazy to me. 74 receptions, that's some that's people's seasons. Right. That's what people do in a season. And he's got 74 receptions through eight games. He's so he's on pace to what, 148 catches? Come so on. So go ahead man. and say it, man. He's your he's your midseason MVP. I think it's easy to give it to quarterbacks. I think it's easy to give it, you know, to running backs at times. But I think if if people were trying to be fair, I don't know. I don't know where the Vikings would be without him, to be honest with you. I mean, because I mean they're throwing the ball like crazy. But if he wasn't there, maybe Diggs get a few more catches. But he's he's carrying that team to the five hundred record that they have. Mm. I still, you know, wide receiver is such a a weird position to say that that's your most valuable player on the on your football team. On offense, it almost seems like they're the, the most disposable. Sometimes mm-hmm. you look at the wide receivers that they let go. This recently, we have Des Bryant. It has let him go, 
and he was their best right receiver that they had at the time. So it will be very, very, very difficult for Adam Thielen to win the MVP. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, I, I can. I, I hear you on that. But to think that this is his fifth year in the NFL. I mean, his. What would you guess, Adam Thielen? Just knowing the name, you know, and you play fantasy football. How many? What do you think is the highest number of receptions he's had so far in his career? You mean in the game or in, in a season? In a season. Oh man, last year was probably the the, the one where he had the most. Uh, maybe about the amount he has right now. Last year was his career year. He had 91 receptions oh, wow. and 1,276 yards. Right. I knew it was his best year last year, but I didn't know how many receptions That he was had. for the season. For the season, right. <laughs> so he's definitely going to get past <laughs> he that. He's, he's going to surpass that. He's 17 receptions away and 350 yards away from his season totals already. So I think that's uh, good for him, man. But, yeah, uh, if you take him out of the picture, um, I mean, it's hard not to go with uh, Mahomes. I mean, but I, I don't. I just don't see that. You remember when Dak and Zeke had those years? They mm-hmm. had a really, really good year. I just, I just don't see the voters giving it to a rookie. I don't. I don't see them letting them win Offensive Rookie of the Year and MVP. I don't see it happening. But he's carrying that offense, man. Dak, Dak, I'm not trying to go Cowboys here, but Dak and and um, Zeke did the same thing. They went. The Cowboys went 13 and three. Remember? But and, I think I think Zeke they kinda, led the league in rushing. Right, but they kind of canceled each other out too, as well. So you Dak think because was, they were on each other's team and had right, a good year, they right, right, right. You know, Patrick Mahomes, he's there by himself. Um, the defense. No, don't say he's there by himself. Well, he has a lot of weapons. Don't get me wrong. He has oh, a lot of weapons. He, no, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm saying as far as you know, there's not another player on his team that's in the conversation for MVP right now. Mm. It's Patrick Mahomes. As opposed to what you're saying about the Cowboys, it was Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott at the time. Um, also with uh, Patrick Mahomes on the other side of the equation, the defense, the Kansas City defense is not very good. They have given up the second most yards in the NFL so far, and they give about 25 to 26 points per game. And that just puts him in a situation to always have to lead the charge and make that team do something to win the game. As opposed to Todd Gurley. And Drew Brees, sometimes they have comfortable leads. I'm not saying Kansas City doesn't have comfortable leads as well because their offense has been off the chain. But the defense sometimes lets up and lets teams back into the game. So Patrick Mahomes has continued to pass the ball and play mistake-free football as well. Yeah, and I think that's going to be, I mean, a key for them. I mean, believe it or not, I think he's going to get tested this weekend um, with the game that he has coming up. So I think if he can continue to win football games and this goes on for 12, 13, 14 games – and they can coast into the playoffs, then it's going to be hard not to give it to them. I just don't. I just don't see it. So if it's not him, who, who you haven't really named anyone yet, though? Who is it? Who's that guy? I mean, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Drew Brees, so I could, I could see easily see him um, getting that title. But I think you look towards the game this weekend, and if Brees upsets the Rams, mm. I mean, I think you put him ahead of Gurley. If Gurley you know, runs all over the Saints and 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 they demolish the Saints like some people think that they are. I think Gurley puts himself out there in front of in, in front of Breeze. This is like one of those college games where people are going for the Heisman. There's a head to head matchup, and whoever you know shines in that in that game is going hard. It's going to be hard to take it away from them. And it might be a race for second anyway. But I think whoever wins this is definitely in front of the other. So you're not, you're not giving me a definite answer here. No. 
You're going you're going chicken out. Mm-hmm. Now I'll give you a I'm definite answer. I'm going to on this one. Oh, wow. Wow. How dare you, sir? I never chicken out on this podcast, ever. Never. Never. I always give you an answer. I might give you a backup answer, <laughs> but I always give you an answer. <laughs> and that's not chickening out, sir. All right, so I gave you an answer. Mahomes, Thielen, Breeze. Well, so you have Thielen in the conversation him, over, over Todd Gurley. Yeah. Wow. I can't do that. I just can't. There's just so much that goes into play as far as Thielen is concerned. Thielen needs the ball to be passed to him. I mean, don't get me wrong. He is a valuable player on that team. I'm not I'm not taking that away from him. He's doing something that is remarkable. I'm not taking that away from him. But I do think the top three front runners right now are Mahomes, Gurley, and Breeze. And now throw in Thielen right there at number four. Just because. It will be make, awesome to see happy. a wide receiver uh, win MVP this year. Yeah, that would be. I mean, and and for me, I think we're make we're going in the right direction if we just keep the guy in the conversation. And if he's in that conversation, I think it's a little bit. He deserves to be in the conversation. I'll give you that. Yes, I mean, 140 catches. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I can't remember what the NFL record is uh, for receptions in the season, but whatever that is, um, he if he's approaching that, I think he I think he should be he should be. Acknowledged for it. I think he should he should be able to gain that that respect because I don't know that uh, I never in my wildest dreams thought 150 catches. That's just stupid to me. Like that's just that's crazy. And it looks like he could he could keep it up. Um, and your boy Kirk Cousins, I know it's throwing him the ball, but still, uh, he doesn't have as many chances as Gurley does. Gurley is getting the rock, toting the rock, catches the ball out of the backfield. So I think that's a little unfair to me, but. I'm, st- I'm sticking with Thielen. I think I'm going to start like a hashtag or something for him. Okay. <laughs> we'll see how far that goes. As long as he continues to play well, then it should go pretty far. All right. So midseason, let's talk about the coaches right now. Who is your coach of the year right now at the midway point in the NFL? Man. For me, it's one. pretty easy for me. I, I'm, I'm going to go with Sean McVay. I, I think he's done the most – he has the most complete team right now in the NFL. When you look at both sides of the equation, I know he does have a, a good um, defensive coordinator on either side of football, too, um, leading that defense. But all the way around, I think that he's he's the coach of the year right now during the mid-ray point. Of course, you have Andy Reid, and then you have Sean Payton. Uh, you know, Bill Belichick is always in the conversation. But he's not in the conversation enough. He, he's, he's not, but, you know, they're not going to give it to him. This, they want new blood. It's kind of the same argument with with Thielen. I mean, they're not going to give it to Bill Belichick unless they go undefeated, and they're not going to do that. So um, I, I have to think it's going to be Sean McVay right now during the midway point. You remember back in the 2001 NBA basketball season, the Sixers had an opportunity to have, like, the MVP, the defensive player of the year, the coach of the year. They had a chance to have all that. But they did, didn't they? Right. They, the they had three. I want to say they had Allen three. Allen Iverson and um, Brown. I think they had three out of the four major awards. All right. Not uh, the six-man. Not man the six-man. Right. Right. I, I don't think that they could give McVay. I mean, because is, is this really a surprise? Is this, is this really a surprise? No, I'm not necessarily saying it's a surprise, but I do think that he is the coach so, right now. But I think that they were expecting this. So if they go undefeated, I think, again, they have no other choice. But I don't think they're going undefeated. They're not going undefeated. They'll win one of the next three games. They'll mm-hmm. lose one of the next three games. Um, if I had to vote today, I would have to say 
Jason Garrett. I mean, uh, Andy. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell say, no. I would have to say Andy Reid. Andy I, would, Reed? I would just, because I don't think anybody, I mean, people would say, yeah, KC will be good. KC will be good. But there's some people who, before the season started, didn't even pick them to win their division uh, because they didn't know what they had. And what they've been able to do and what they continue to do, um, I, I I think he's got to be considered. And he, I don't think he I don't think he gets enough love. I mean, I think this, the people who really know football give him some love, but I don't know what sports writers he pissed off or whatever. But th- that man doesn't get enough love. That dude is he's done a, a hell of a job in Kansas City. Yeah, he's definitely part of the conversation. Andy Reid, just like Sean McVay, they have young quarterbacks. Um, you have uh, Goff, and then you have Mahomes. They're both doing excellent jobs as far as. Um, making those quarterbacks excel. But I give the edge to Sean McVay just because of what the defense is doing as well. Casey's defenses. The Rams defense isn't that good. Let me give you some stats, brother. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Rams defense is better than Kansas City. Defense. Oh, definitely. Let me, let me just say it that way. Um, right now, that that's that's part of the reason why I give him the edge right now. And he, he has um, golf and he has Todd Gurley playing at a high level. I, I just think it's the Rams right now with Sean McVay. I, I, that's what I think. Andy Reid's definitely in that conversation. Andy Reid, Sean McVay, uh, Sean Payton also in the conversation as well. But I, I'll have to get to Sean McVay. The Rams and the Chiefs were to play in the Super Bowl. We would probably see the very first Super Bowl that had over 90 points scored in it. Or close to 100 points scored in it. I'm not opposed to that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is not going to be pretty because neither one of those defenses have, have done what I thought they would do. Kansas City's defense, I know they've been hurt, but you know, I've been used to them creating turnovers, but them losing, you know, some of the players that they lost have hurt. And the Rams just were supposed to be this, you know, with Donald there. Um, I just thought they would be better than what they are. I mean, and, they're, they're pretty decent right now. They're sixth in the league as far as points allowed. I want to say they're eighth in the league as far as um, yards allowed. So they're, they're playing pretty decent uh, football on a defensive side. And they're pressuring their quarterback. Yeah, but I—I I mean, I want to say I, I would love to see wh- what their defense, how their defense stacked up to what they did last year. Um, I just think that I think that was something that they were relying on to get them to the to the Super Bowl. I think they're playing better offensively than what they thought. I think that's the reason they're still undefeated right now. But had their defense been playing the way that they were, I think I don't even think it would be close. Like right now, the Saints are favored to beat them, uh, and I don't know why. I don't. I don't know how the Saints are favored to beat them. Um, I know they're pl- playing in New Orleans, but for them, if the Saint, if the Rams defense is playing the way that they they they're used to or they could, then I think this would be a different story. I'm, I'm seeing the Rams as being favored right here. I don't know. Maybe you're looking at something different than what I'm looking at, but it says the Rams are favored by one. That that may that could have changed today. It might have changed, uh, but yeah. all but all week the the Saints were. The, we're the favorite. favorite. Okay. But remember, at home they're going to get three points anyway. Right, right. Um, but but the, that that game is being played in New Orleans, right? So I mean, that says more <laughs> to it as well, right? Uh, yeah. That the Rams are favored by one. Yeah. If, if that's the, if the, if that's the case, I have to see what Vegas has got them at because Vegas got them at um at a one. Then I mean, basically that's a pick them, and they're 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 basically picking them to win. They're basically picking them to win, but I mean, and, and that's shocking. Uh, that's shocking to me. Uh, but I see, I have the Saints at plus one and a half. I okay. have them at so. 
I don't know how that works. So you're you're, you're the betting man. I don't know. Are there different <laughs> lines for different? You know. Uh yeah yeah, yeah. the big the the Westgate sports books is the one that most a lot of people go by and make okay. it the official one. So I'll pull I'll pull that up and see what they're at. All right, so let's just get this. Let's dive into the games then real quick. So the LA is traveling to New Orleans. The Rams are eight and zero. New Orleans is six and one. You have New Orleans in that game. I'm picking New Orleans, man, and yeah. and, and that's and that's totally. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think I gave them in my pick them. I gave them the least amount of confidence points. I think I put it at one. Uh, but I just, I can't pick against them. I, I can't pick against Drew Brees right now, man. I think the dude is playing pretty good. Even when he struggles, that team is well enough, in my opinion, to to pull that game out offensively with Kamara playing the way he's playing and um, as a f- um, and. Yeah, Michael Thompson, the way he's playing is crazy. But as of right now, that line has changed. Something Vegas knows something, and the Rams are minus one right now. Okay, so yeah. I am looking at the same. And the over and under is at 59, so that okay. should be interesting. Man, 59 points. That's a lot. It is a lot. But I have to go with New Orleans as well. I think when you travel to NO to play them in that Superdome, it is a very, very tough place to play. So I'm going to go with Drew Brees and that Saints defense has gotten better week by week. You have the combination of Ingram and Kamara back there. We've already talked about this, the best one-two punch in the NFL. Drew Brees is the more experienced quarterback. I have to go with N on this game. I don't think I don't think the Rams can can go. Was it be 9 and 0? They'll be 9 and 0 if they win this one. They they won't go 9 and 0. And I mean, I think the key to that game is if Kamara is healthy. I don't know he's questionable or probable, I should say. If he remains healthy, I don't. I, I see them pulling the game out. But if not, yeah, we could have a little trouble. We could be in trouble. All right. So the Texans are traveling to Denver to face the Broncos. The Texans just traded for. Demarius Thomas, <laughs> he's going to come right back and face his old team. That's I've never seen anything like that before. No. But um, I'm going to go with the Texans to win this game in Denver. No I know, way. No You're way. You're going to pick the Texans? No Shut way. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think the Texans are going to pull it off. I think that defense is starting to come together. That defense is also playing better week, week in and week out. So um, I think they're going to win it. They're going to pull it out. Um, I'm torn, man. I, I up until today, I had the Texans in that game, but as I listen to it and I think about the mystique behind Mount High, um, Vegas basically has it as a pick'em. Um, yes, even right, yeah. And and some people have uh, them with Denver minus one. I don't know. I I, I think the mojo wears off, man. I, you think I'm, so? I, I think the mojo wears off. I don't know how good. Bruised lungs will go in in my mile high. high, right? Um, I think that's going to be a little bit different. I think they're going to be juiced up, ready to play, and they don't want to lose to DT. Um, mm-hmm. I know DT wants to beat them. I think the Texans make too much of a concerted effort to get him the ball or get him involved in the game to prove a point. Um, and your running game disappears again. So I'm picking the Broncos. What a surprise. Picking <laughs> against the Texans. Surprise, surprise. What are you talking about? Man, come on, bro. We know you're the number one hater. No, man, I, I love that's my side piece. If you side say pieces so. need love too. 
Yeah, that, but I do agree with you about Deshaun Watson playing in that altitude. It is going to be difficult. The running game on both ends is going to be important. The Texans have to stop that rookie running back that they have right Lindsay. there in their back. Lindsay, they, they have to stop him. If they cannot contain Lindsay in that backfield, it is going to be a long day for that defense because then it's going to open up the passing game for Case Keenum. If they can contain Lindsay and just have Case Keenum throw the ball without a running game, will be good. I do not trust Case Keenum to lead them to a victory for four quarters. I don't trust it. He's going to give you at least one or two turnovers that hopefully we can take advantage of. And on the other side of the ball, you know, Deshaun Watson is still struggling with the lungs. But you said they're not going to be able to run the ball. I'm hoping that they can sustain some kind of running game to take the pressure off Deshaun Watson, similar to what they did um, last Thursday against the Miami Dolphins. You saw how easy it was for Deshaun Watson to throw the ball. He was like 16 of 20 because of that, five touchdowns. It made the game so much easier for him. And then you also have, you know, of course you have um, Von Miller. Oh, <laughs> Von Miller is going to be, you know, Von Miller is going to be Von Miller. But the Texans also do have um, Clowney and J.J. Watt on that side as well, too. But they have to stop the running game. That's where it starts. They have to stop Lindsey. They can contain him. Then they have they put themselves in a the very good position to win that game. And the Broncos are seeing a resurgence from Devontae Booker, which I think is going to be um, somebody else that you guys are going to have to you know worry about and contain. But the key is, I mean, if you can get to Keenum and make him turn the ball over in in this game, I mean, whoever wins the turnover battle will win right. without a doubt. I don't care if it's one or two turnovers. Whoever wins that turnover battle. Um, will win. Uh, and I, I agree with you. The Texans don't need to try and drop back and throw the ball 30, 35 times in this game. They need to do what's been working. Uh, my fear is that it's not going to continue to work. The running games are going to continue to work, and that's when they're going to be forced to do something that they haven't been completely comfortable with. Um, so we shall see. We shall. I got the Texans. You got the Broncos. Yep. So Chicago's traveling to Buffalo to face the Bills. Chicago's kind of on a little bit of a slump right now after getting off to a hot start. I want to say they started off three and one or four and one or something like that. They're now four and three. They're still a pretty good team. They had some tough losses. Um, they missed out on a Hail Mary against the, the Patriots two weeks ago. But I have Chicago going down to Buffalo and being uh, Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills, even though Chicago's favored by 10. This is a return for Khalil Mack. Headed back in that area where I guess he started playing his college football at, and um, he may not play. Mm. So if he doesn't play, I still I still think Chicago wins. They 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 win this football game, but they don't cover. They don't win by that. They're not. I don't think cover. so either. I don't think because so. I I just don't see them. I mean, Buffalo showed a lot. Minus that pick six at the end of that game, the the Patriots don't cover against them. So I don't see the Bears. You know, right now they're not. I don't know. They, they've kind of got lost. Their identity's gotten lost. Um, Tariq Cohen had a few good games, um, and they were, you know, they were dinking and dunking and getting the ball out of the backfield. And now they're back to running the ball, or they're either running the ball with Howard or trying to throw the ball forty-five times. I, I think they need to find their identity um, and stick with it. And I think they need to take a page out of the Patriots playbook with their with their current roster. And they're not. They're just stubborn. And uh, Trubisky's not that guy right now. I think they he was on the right path, and now all of a sudden it's as if he's regressing. So I think the Bears win, but I think it's going to be closer than what people think. No, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. The Buffalo Bills defense is pretty good. So they're going to give Trubisky a little bit of problems. Um, 
Hopefully Conan does go off because I have him on my fantasy football team, so I want him to continue to play well. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I still have Chicago winning that game. But it is going to be a close Wait, game. Wait, what was that weak trade you offered me, by the way? Did I offer you a trade? Man, no, it was not really a trade. I can't remember who it was. I was I'm going to have to That was about a that. pretty darn good trade. Was, that, was, that was not a trade. I forgot who it was, though. It oh, was, so, so you had Galloway from... You wanted Galloway from me. For, from the Lions. From the Lions. I wanted to give him, give him to you. And I wanted um, McCoy. LaShawn McCoy is not having a good year this year. He's not. What kind of trade And is you that? need a wide receiver. <laughs> you desperately need a wide receiver. And I need a running back, too. Well, I mean, I don't. It wasn't that bad of a trade. LaShawn McCoy is not having a good year at all. Now with Golden Tate gone, maybe it's not such a bad idea. Yeah. Offer it to me again. <laughs> I, I, I will. I will. All right. So you have the Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Cleveland. KC's favored in this game by 10 points. We both had the Chiefs right. Winning, but not covering. They're going to cover. I think they're going to win that game in the final two minutes. Nah, I doubt that. Listen to me. Greg Williams will have them ready to play, and Mahomes is going to need – it might be a signature drive for him. It might be a signature drive. He's going to need that a game late – game won't be close. He's going to need a late touchdown to win. I don't think that game's going to be close. That's okay. just me. You heard it here first, people. Uh, we both have Kansas City to win the game, but Correct. we just disagree on how that win's going to come about. Absolutely. All right. So you have the New York Jets traveling to meet the Dolphins in Miami. I have Miami win that game. This will be the most competitive game, one of the most competitive games of the day. Uh, I just don't think we know. It's, it's. I think it's on, off, on, off, on. I think it's time for the Jets to be on because it's almost. <laughs> it's like a. It's like a fifty-fifty chance with them. My 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 instincts want me to say that Kenyon Drake and everybody else is going to just have a field day. Um, Devontae Parker coming back has made the Dolphins' passing game look even better with Brock Osweiler, your boy. I think um, Ryan Tannehill is coming back that game. He's not going to play, is he? I think he might be coming back that game. I want to say he might be. Uh, well, if Tannehill, I don't know for sure. If Tannehill, let me so let me preface this. If Tannehill plays, I'm taking the Jets. If Tannehill plays, if you're Tannehill the comes back this week, I'm taking the Jets. If he doesn't play, I'm taking the Dolphins. Well, it's going to be Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler will be starting that game. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Brock. He's okay. going to miss his four straight game. Okay, Tannehill. so if Osweiler's starting, I'm taking the, the Dolphins in a close game. You think Brock Osweiler is better than Ryan Tannehill? I didn't say that. But I think you think it's better think, than an injured Ryan Yes, Tannehill. and okay. I think that's a bad defense for him to face coming back. Because their defense is not a bad that defense is not bad. Um I, I, I if I, I would consider if I didn't if I needed a defense in fantasy football, I would consider streaming them against the Dolphins this week. Mm, let me write that down. <laughs> Play the Jets. Defense. So we both have the Dolphins though, then. Correct. Brock Osweiler will be starting that okay, game. Okay, then the Dolphins. All right. So we have the Detroit Lions. Traveling to Minnesota to face Allen Thielen and the Vikings. I have Minnesota winning that game. Easy. Easy, easy, easy. Detroit is such a hard team to figure out. They're falling, man. They're falling face first. They're falling face first. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, them too. I think they fell in love with Johnson and just expected everything just to change. Mm-hmm. And they still had the same quarterback. They got rid of their arguably the best receiver, uh, I think they're going I think they're in for a surprise. I don't think things are gonna go the way that they want to go. Uh I think it'll be close because Minnesota doesn't know what the hell they're doing right now offensively or defensively, I should say. They're another team whose defense came into the league to, to the season supposed to just be they were one of the first defenses taken in fantasy football because they're just like 
Minnesota's defense, Minnesota, and they're crappy. You still think that division is the best in football? I still think it's the best in football as of right now. They've regressed a little bit, though. They have they Minnesota and Chicago, Green back. Bay, all those back. teams is very – right they're now true. Carolina looks like they're a little bit better than expected. And then you have the Saints as well. Tampa Bay is not that good. Mm-mm. They're not. Atlanta is not that good either. Carolina has been one of the luckiest teams I've seen well, in a long time. Hey, man, sometimes that's what gets you through, though, as long as you get to the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. But I have Minnesota win that game against Detroit as well. I do think that Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen have pretty good chemistry. Obviously, they have good <laughs> chemistry. Um, he's about to break some records. But I do think Kirk Cousins is going to put that team over the edge. Even though I do like Matthew Stafford a lot, but like you said, they have an identity crisis right now in Detroit. They don't know what in the world they want to do. Mm-mm. Minnesota, I think, is more so on the right track than Detroit. I think this is a big game for both teams, actually. Absolutely. It's a huge game for them. Huge game for them. Whoever loses this game is pretty much going to put themselves out of playoff contention. Right. That's they'll, the way I look at it right now. They'll be definitely be on the outside looking in. More uh, so Detroit, though. I mean, if even if Minnesota loses because of the division they play in, they, they still might have opportunity to make a, a late uh, playoff push. But it is imperative for him to win this game against the Detroit Lions. Yeah, definitely to, get, to give them an edge. And that division, I mean – and the, the if their other person in the division that they had to worry about wasn't playing who they were playing this week, they'd be in trouble. I mean, but you got a Bears team sitting at four and three, Vikings at four and three, Packers at three and three, the Lions at three and four. Um, they, they they're sitting pretty um, still with an opportunity to you know make some noise, but uh, or get into the playoffs. They could be one of the only divisions to to get multiple teams um, in the playoffs, but. They got to they got to win this game. Vikings have they this week nine is too early for most teams to have a must win, but this is as close to a must win as you can get to at week nine for them. Yeah. So you're taking Minnesota too, though. Yeah. All right. So we have Atlanta traveling to Washington. I'm going to go with Washington in this game because wow. they're at home. I think Alex Smith and Adrian Peterson are going to be able to hold it down. Atlanta just they don't play well on the road. So I don't see them going to Washington and and upsetting uh, the Redskins there. I would like to see Atlanta win, you know, maybe win a game they're not supposed to and get themselves back into the conversation for the playoffs. Because I think I want to say they've won a couple of games in a row now here because they were one and four, right? Now they're three and four. So they've won two games in a row. If they can win this third game in a row, they put themselves right back in the conversation. I just don't think they're going to go up to Washington and win that game. You ever pick something and if you lost, you win? Have you picked a game where you like you pick somebody to win, but if that team lost, you really won deep down inside? Right. right. Does that ever happen? Yeah. Probably like you picking the Lakers or the Cowboys or something like that. You pick them to win because that's what your gut says, but if they lose, you're still happy. Um, that's how I feel right now. So I'm going to pick the Redskins. And and I'm truly on the fence with this one because I think the Falcons are going to be a little bit too much to them offensively, uh, the way that they're playing right now. And then coming off of a bye week, yeah. I think it's going to make it even better for them. So I'm going with the Redskins. But if they lose, I will be very happy. All right, so we both have Washington win that game. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay is traveling to Carolina to face Cam Newton and the Patriots. Not Patriots, the Panthers. I got Cam Newton and the Panthers winning that game. 
uh, Fitzpatrick is going to be back at the helm at quarterback for Tampa Bay. Fitzmagic. Fitzpatrick. <laughs> it's going to be Fitzpatrick in that game. <laughs> He's not going to be able to lead him to a win against that uh, Carolina Panthers team. Um, the, you know, Carolina is quietly making you know themselves contenders right now. Quietly. I'm not going to say that they're quite there yet, but you said earlier they're kind of getting lucky. But sometimes that's all it takes. And then you can reel off a couple of wins here and there, gain some chemistry, find your way into the playoffs. Carolina has made a run to the Super Bowl before, led by Ken Newton. So so who knows? But I got to win this game against Tampa Bay. I don't hate many teams. And I don't think I hate the Panthers. I don't think, but I hate picking them. Why? I just because uh, of Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take the Panthers, man. I'll take the Panthers. I just hate picking them. Well, I, I have, I have I, never seen you like this. Like, I just don't. I don't. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. What is it about the Panthers? I, you just I think despise so much. I think it's they're boring. Like, I mean, their games are just flat out boring. I can see that. I mean, like, there's no. I mean, it's bad. They I mean, they they grind out wins. Yeah, I mean, bad that's passes, overthrown yeah. passes, unthrown passes, drop passes. Uh, yeah, you're right. That's probably it. They just. I mean, it's it's not aesthetically good football. Remember the New York Knicks of the '90s? Yeah, <laughs> with Patrick Ewing and Starks Charles Oakley and all yeah. those guys. That's what it reminds you of, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, this is bad. And like, <laughs> I, I'm not used to seeing the NFL players just sitting there run. The zone read and, you know, all the time. And then, you know, oh, no. It's just not, ugh, I don't like it. But I'm taking it. You think that's attributed to Cam Newton in any kind of way? Yeah, hell yeah. You think so? I, because that's all he can give you. He can't give you anything else. That's it. Say, I mean, I mean, people can get pregnant by him all the time like Chris does. <laughs> but, man, like it's just, it's not, that's not, it's like, it's like I'm watching a college football game. Like it's just. And nothing wrong with college football, but that's not what I, I watch that on Saturdays. I don't want to watch it on Sundays. Right. Okay. But you do have the Panthers winning. You do have them. Correct. All right. <laughs> Pittsburgh is traveling to Baltimore. I think this is going to be one of the better games. Baltimore is four and four. Pittsburgh is four, two, and one. Both these teams need this win within their division. I got Baltimore winning this game at home. I think their defense is going to prevail against Ben Roethlisberger in that offense. And I think Joe Flacco is just going to make just enough plays to put Baltimore over the top. Oh, man. The Ravens going to win this game. But I want to pick the Steelers just because you picked the Ravens. You're picking too many of my picks. It's, like, it's come to a point in the year now. You're picking all my picks, bro. It comes to a point in the year now where you're starting to see which teams are for real and which teams are not. And the Steelers are for real, but the Ravens are more for real. I just think that the Ravens, they've lost some games they should have won. Right, absolutely. And I could see this being one of those games. I really I don't, can. I, you know, I can too, but I think we've gotten to a point to where if you want to say they are a good team, that this is a game that they know they have to win, yeah. and they're going to win it at home. Earlier we talked about must wins. Mm-hmm. They've already beat the Steelers once, if I'm not mistaken. They beat them once this year. Um, and I can fact check that here in just a second, but they want to be able. They have to. They need to win this football game. They absolutely need to win this football game. Um, sitting at four and four, and the Steelers at four two and one. They have. They, they they need this game more than people realize. Yeah, they beat the Ravens. I mean, the Steelers twenty six to fourteen. Right. Um, earlier this year, 
They need to win this football game. If they right. want to win their division, they need to win this football game. They lose this game, they're in trouble. That tie that the Steelers got is actually going to wind up helping them in the long, helping those Steelers in the long run. So the the Ravens need this L. They need to take. They need to give the Steelers an L on this. Yeah, they have to. The Steelers are actually won three games in a row. They're kind of similar to Atlanta. They got to a little bit of a slow start. Now they've won three games in a row. The Ravens definitely have to win this game in order to keep their playoff hopes alive. I'm not saying that it will be over, but it will be very hard to climb out of that hole. You still got Snetty in that division, who is 5-3 as well. So I don't see three teams from that division going to the playoffs. I just don't see it. If there's a division that can get it done in the AFC, it would be that, that would one. be that It division. would be that one. But um, I, I think the Chargers are definitely – a playoff team right now because if you, I mean, if you look at it, one team coming out of the worst division, the South, um, the Steelers don't, and the don't Bengals. Look, don't look at me. That makes three. The Chiefs, Chargers, four, five. Ah, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, they, 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 they got to finish in the top two to even have a chance. Yeah, they has to be top two. The Chargers are going to go to the playoffs. You hear not here first, <laughs> but the Chargers will go to the playoffs unless they have a a meltdown, which would just be. Charger like in some kind of ways, but Baltimore has to win this game at home. Yeah. Speaking of the Chargers, the Chargers are going to be traveling to Seattle to face the Seahawks. This was a tough one for me to pick. It really was. I like the Chargers. I like what they're doing. They're five and two. Seattle's four and three. You have Phillip Rivers facing Russell Wilson. I got to go with Seattle at home. Going with Seattle at home. I like Russell Wilson at home. The Chargers are good. They are. They're they're probably even better than Seattle on a neutral site. But going up there to face the Seahawks, I got to go with Russell Wilson in that game. Got to, got to, got to. No way the um, the Seahawks losing. I shouldn't say no way. I'm I'm picking the Seahawks too. I don't think that the – I mean, it's, it's not a long trip. For the Chargers, it's it's a West Coast game, so I have a funny feeling we're going to be wrong on a lot of these picks. <laughs> and, and, and I'm going with my heart uh, here. If I was Ben, we both we both like Russell Wilson a lot. Yeah, we really do. I like Philip Rivers too. Don't get me wrong. I think this is an underrated game, but honestly, but Seattle's playing much better than what people give them credit for. They're running the ball no, much no. better. I agree with you, and they're playing defense. Like they're not playing like the Legion of Boom, but they're playing defense without their best defensive player, mm. surprisingly pretty well through seven games. I think that the, the lower they've given up the least amount of points of any team that's played seven games. No, this is going like, to be a close game. Yeah, it's it's and and it, what's going to be the difference is if we see uh, pre Thanksgiving Philip Rivers or post Thanksgiving Philip Rivers this game. Um, if we see early season Philip Rivers where he's turning the ball over and which we haven't really seen. Um, or if we see him, you know, taking care of the football, keeping Melvin Gordon involved, keeping Austin Eckler involved, getting Keelan Allen the ball underneath, because um, I need those points for fantasy. Um, <laughs> but if if he can do that, they'll be okay. But if he starts if he starts pressing, mm-hmm. I mean, Seattle's gonna make it's gonna be a long day for him, brother. Yeah, I need Carlson to play well in this game. He he's also on my fantasy football team, but I do think that's gonna be something that will help. Russell Wilson as well, get into the flow of the game. Can the Chargers contain Russell Wilson? I think this is going to come down to the last two minutes. Like you said in the previous game, I think this is one of those games. It screams wildness all over the place. I think you might have a situation where it's either Phillip Rivers 
or Russell Wilson in the last two minutes trying to lead their team down for a score to win that game. Uh, we talk about we're going to talk about a game between Brady and, and Rodgers, and you have a couple of other marquee quarterbacks going against one another. But these are two marquee quarterbacks. Oh yeah, Philip Rivers and Russell Wilson. They don't get talked about enough, in my opinion. But they're two very very good quarterbacks. But I got Russell Wilson winning this at home. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that what you're looking at here, uh, I know this is going to sound crazy, and and maybe I'm thinking too far down the line, but I think you're looking at two of the quarterbacks that will probably start in the Pro Bowl. Oh, I thought you said Super Bowl. Uh uh. I'm like, what? These two 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 quarterbacks will probably start in the Pro Bowl. It's it's quite possible that could be your starting quarterbacks of the Pro Bowl because. Breeze or Golf will play in the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm just saying this. So if Breeze or Golf play in the Super Bowl, then they're eliminated. Yeah, one of them are eliminated. One eliminated. The other one probably won't play um, for, I mean, whatever reasons or start uh, salty or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you're looking at Golf or Brady playing in the Super Bowl over there. Brady probably will go to the Pro Bowl, but probably Arma won't Holmes. play. Arma Holmes. I'm sorry, what did I say? You said Brady. Brady or Mahomes okay. um, playing in the Super Bowl. One of them will play in the Super Bowl. The other one, I mean, if, if Brady makes Super Bowl, Mahomes will definitely start in the All-Star game, Pro Bowl. But if, if the Chiefs make it, which they easily could, um, Brady will probably miss it, and I think Phil Rivers is the next best deal. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good prediction. Yeah, I, 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 I could see that happening. You still got Ben Roethlisberger in there too, yeah, right? Yeah, but I think if Philip Rivers plays, keeps playing the way he's playing, I think mm-hmm. that I think he'll get his due. Um, I think he'll get his due. That's a good one. That's a good prediction right there. But you're going with Seattle. Seattle at home. All right, the marquee game of the week: Cowboys and Titans, baby. Hell no. Monday night football. Hell no. Oh, Sunday night football. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers. Travel to meet the New England Patriots in Foxborough. Brady versus Rodgers. I don't think we're going to pick the same one on this one. I'm going to go with Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. You to got upset. the goat versus the billy goat. I'm going to go with Rodgers to upset New England in Foxborough. New England is favored by five points. I think that the Packers, they should have had an opportunity to win last week. I think they're still steaming over Ty Montgomery not kneeling the damn ball. That's why they shipped his butt out to play with the Ravens. And I think that Rodgers is going to be hungry for a win. And they're going to go in there and surprise the, the Patriots for my upset special. You heard it this here first. This why I can't leave y'all's ass doing a podcast by y'all self. What are you talking about? This is, uh, I leave you alone with Chris for just a little bit. And then he. <laughs> like your baby. Yeah. <laughs> He lets you lets you form these crazy opinions and allows you. How to is think. that? How is that so crazy, sir? Oh, how is that so crazy, bro? So we're finally gonna pick different picks, huh? You got is this one of the first ones? I think it's one of the first ones. We've been picking yeah. everything to Brady, save the Patriots. Easy, easy, easy. The first meeting since what was it? Two thousand fourteen. Yeah, was that it? The second meeting ever. Mm. Brady's going to beat the brakes off of him. Think so? Yep. Should be an interesting game to watch. I got the Packers. You got the the Patriots. Should be interesting, though. Now we go to the game you're talking game about. Game of the week. Hell no. Prime time. Hell no. It isn't prime time, though. Shouldn't it be? But anyway, you got the Tennessee Titans to face the Dallas Cowboys. Just by default, I'm going to pick the Cowboys just because. Mm-hmm. 
Are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, don't be picking my team, bro. Don't be picking my team. I got it with the Cowboys. I do not want to see Tennessee win a game. I don't care. Um, Tennessee, they're not playing good football right now. I have to their just defense, be honest. Their defense is. Their defense is okay. Defense giving up 127 points. Their defense is okay. But on the offensive side of the ball, they're not going to be able to produce. Dak Prescott has a new weapon in Amari Cooper. I think that might be a good combination. Then you still have Ezekiel Elliott back there. Definitely a top three running back in this league. No question, no doubt about that. Dallas is going to win that game at home Monday night. Christmas in October by getting Amari Cooper um, to to join the team. And, yeah, I think I think the Cowboys win this one going away. And I think they're going to put up a bunch of points. Uh, and I'm thinking it's going to be like 31, 34, 13. Say it again, 30, what, what? 31 or 34 to 13. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. I thought you said yeah. 34 to 31. I'm like, wait, uh-uh. what? what? No. Nah. Yeah, the 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 Titans to score like a late touchdown, but yeah, I don't, I don't I don't see this game being very close, and I think the Cowboys come out firing on all cylinders, coming off a of bye week, knowing they got to win this game, uh, and if they do that, it puts them in better position to to keep pace with both the Eagles and um, the Redskins, and we come out victorious. We'll see what happens. No, but I got the Cowboys winning. Yeah, you're smart man. I got the Cowboys winning. All right, man. So that's all the games in the NFL. Let's transition to uh, the National Basketball Association. Just the other night, Derrick Rose scored 50 points, showing that he still has some juice left in the tank. It's kind of reminiscent of the MVP Rose of 2011. Um, How impressive was that? Was that fifty point game from Derrick Rose? He kind of reminded me of myself on a basketball court when I was. All right, thank you, <laughs> thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Um, we're gonna we're gonna leave early tonight. Um, Trey is obviously mentally ill. Um, if this is your first time listening, please subscribe. What are you talking about, Trey? Hey man, I'm just telling you, I, I it was I had to like pinch myself to make sure. I said, is that me out there playing? Because that's what that's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Rose played. I mean, he played out of his mind. Right. He played out of his mind, and it was good to see him and be be able to do that. I just hope he can repeat it. Just not fifty. Yeah, not I mean, fifty. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think people have seen that in him, and with the injuries, he really hasn't played many full seasons. So I don't think he's as old as people, you know, as his ages in basketball years. Uh, I think it was really, really good to see. It was great for the league. Um, it was great for the Timberwolves. Uh, maybe not as good for Jimmy Butler, uh, but <laughs> but it was great for the Timberwolves, and uh, I, I was happy. I was happy to see that. I don't think that there's many people in the NBA today that could go for numbers like that right. with the efficiency that he had. Um, now the difference is, is he going to go back to being an eight to 10 point score or will Minnesota trust him enough to let him have the ball in his hands so he can average 16, 18, you know, 20 points a game. Well, his goal coming into this year was to be the sixth man of the year. It is very, very encouraging, very, very good to see D Rose produce at this level coming off that injury that he had i want to say was it 2000 was it that mvp year he had the the injury in the playoff right. game yeah but that injury it pretty much looked like he was going to be like you know a penny hardaway or grant hill it's really really good to see him come back and have a game like that and it's good to see how the rest of the nba is responding to that you know he's getting tweets from cp3 
to different other uh, basketball players. They pour champagne on him after the game as if he won a championship. It's just really good to see someone work that hard to try to get back to elite status and have it pay off. I Everybody's rooting for D. Rose to be he, I don't think he's going to be a star again. I'm not going to say that, but it's good to see him come back and play at this level. He's playing pretty good right now. Yeah, you don't see somebody go through the multiple injuries that he had right. and come back like this. Um, so you normally see them be relegated to you know a backup role in their you know eighth, seventh, eighth, ninth man off the bench. But for him to come out and do this, uh, and he showed flashes of it in a few games this year already. He did. So, he did. So I, this shouldn't surprise. A lot of people that have been watching the games, because you saw it coming out of him, but this time he just unleashed it. Yeah. Uh, so good for him, and I hope he, I hope, I hope he keeps it up. I'm, yeah. uh, definitely, a, definitely a good story uh, in the NBA. Yeah, it's not just even that though. He had um, some periods of time. I want to say he's with Cleveland, where he was like, kind of out there. He didn't want to practice with the team. He kind of left to be on his own for a little while. So it is good to see that he's overcome all that adversity and is playing right now well. In the NBA, he scored fifty points, man. That's <sighs> so, uh, that's Trey esque. Oh gosh, you want me to, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna end the podcast soon, bro. <laughs> I don't know what in the world you're talking about. We gotta we gotta get on the basketball pro one day. I got I gotta see what Trey's it's about. Trey yeah, right. All right, so let's let's stick to basketball. LeBron James, LeBron James. What's wrong, man? Why why you doing that? That's your boy, isn't it? Time's up. Uh, time's up. No, man. Time's <laughs> not up. No, time's not up, bro. So, is LeBron James still the best basketball player right now? The best player in the league. The best player on the planet today. Is that LeBron James, sir? When he wants to be. But is he? When he wants to be. But right now, today. Is LeBron James still the best player in basketball? He doesn't want to be today. He doesn't play today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's like a 10-year-old boy right now. You know that, right? I'm answering the question. Today, he Is does not want LeBron to be. Is LeBron James the best player in basketball? As of Friday. What's today? Is LeBron James the best player in basketball? That's the question. Yes. Okay. So I, I would have to agree with you <laughs> that, that this took way too long, <laughs> way too long. But LeBron James is still the best player in basketball. If you talk, talk about contenders to maybe take over that spot to wear that crown, of course, you're talking about Kawhi Leonard, right? Kawhi Leonard's making that push, especially here in the start of the season, to maybe take over the throne. Of course, you got to talk about Kevin Durant as well. He's in the conversation. And if you want to throw one more person in there, who would that be? Maybe a Steph Curry. Let's throw Steph Curry in there as well. You want to do that? Uh, I mean, during his MVP runs, I would throw him and Giannis. Giannis, I, I, I can, I like that. I would say Giannis could be in the conversation as well. So, if LeBron James is still the best player on the planet right now, in how long? How many years does he have left on the throne? And who dethrones him? So that that's a that's actually a very good question. The person I thought could de- dethrone him, and the person I think that's closest enough to him to be to be to have that moniker, would be Kevin Durant. But unfortunately, his time and LeBron's time is is running concurrent with each other. And well, LeBron so, James is thirty three. Durant is thirty. 
right now. Right. So in, in, in a year or two, two years when LeBron's no longer, quote unquote, the best player in the world. Um, you think this will be a year or two before it happens? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you saw the Halloween tweet. I didn't see it. I'm sorry. Maybe I did. I just don't know you're talking you about. You didn't what? see the Halloween tweet. What was the Halloween the, tweet? The, the, uh, the Halloween Instagram message. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. I saw that. Yes, I did. Yes, yeah, I did. I did. I, okay, message. it was Instagram. You said tweet. I meant to say Instagram. Okay, all right. You got to, you got to, you know, there's a lot of social media out yeah, there. Bro. Yeah, absolutely. When you say tweet, I don't know. So, I, what I message am I talking about? The one where number 24 is playing with number 23. Mm hmm. And number 24 would be. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, all I, saw, I didn't see a face associated with the jersey, so I don't know. Cody Bean Bryant. Okay. And I think he's to the point now where he realizes that, I mean, he's always needed help. He said that, right? Kevin Durant has help. Where I was going with this, Kevin Durant has help. And has Kevin Durant not chosen to be in a situation where he's playing with arguably two of the other top ten players in the NBA today? You could arguably say Curry and... And Clay Thompson are in the top 10. Top 15, easy, in my opinion. Top 15 players in the NBA. If Durant wanted to be the man like LeBron wanted to, I think we'd be saying that they're 1A and 1B. Or 1 and 1A, however you want to say it. But right now, I think Durant's comfortable winning championships um, and, and taking a back seat and not necessarily having that moniker and saying, okay, yeah, I play with a great team and it's not all about me. You think Kevin Durant's going to be a warrior next year? You think he's going to make that leap to it, another team? It depends on if Clay Thompson stays or not. I think I think he's man enough to say, you know what, Clay, if you want to stay, you want to go into that new arena, you want to do everything, you you know what? I'll leave if you if you want to stay at war. If you're considering leaving, then I'll stay here. That that's how honestly I think that'll go. All right. So, whatever happens next year is going to set up the landscape of the NBA for the next 3 to 5 years. So you have Kawhi Leonard, who either is going to stay a Raptor or he's going to go to a different location. You have KD as well, who's going to either stay a Warrior or go to a different location as well. Those two players right now are top five. No questions asked. So when we're talking about who's going to be the next player to take over the throne, it has to be one of those two players, right? KD or Kawhi Leonard. I don't see Giannis is in the conversation. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Giannis. I really do. He's definitely in the conversation, but I do think if you're talking about next, next up. If Anthony Davis stays healthy, you don't think he's part of that conversation? Well, that's a, that's the a key right there. He has to stay, stay healthy. He will be a part of that conversation. Let's say this whole year, he has a great year. He leads the Pelicans to the playoffs, a deep playoff run, and he stays healthy. Then absolutely, he's a part of that conversation. But right now, the player I'm looking at that puts himself in position to take over that throne is Kawhi Leonard. He's in the East. LeBron James was in the East. All right. Now, if he goes past the Boston Celtics into the finals and he gives the Warriors a run for their money, that's the guy I'm looking at to take over the throne. I think that I think I think LeBron James is considered this player. He's earned it. But I think what you've seen so far is the West is a different animal. Absolutely. And playing these teams four times a year as opposed to two times a year, it's a little bit different. But his teams always get off to slow starts. The, the new teams Correct. he always with, they get off to slow starts. But some of those players that I think that we've seen, and if you go back and look at it, some of those players who've shined 
Kawhi shined in the West, right? He definitely, but not like he's shining right now in the East. It's totally different. But night in and night out, you're not playing, you know, the upper echelon in the NBA. You got some, you got some buy buy games. You got some buys playing in the East, basically, in playing some of those teams. But it's 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 funny to me that Kawhi. I mean, yes, he took a year off. Yes, he might have been a little bit rusty. He's in a new team, but not him and Danny Green are both playing. A, like, who are these guys? Like, I mean, Kawhi Leonard, I thought people thought that he was one of the best players in the NBA before. I mean, one could argue that he's right now, overall, overall, the best player in the NBA right now. Mm -hmm. You can argue that right now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You can, to be honest with you, you could argue maybe two, maybe three players above LeBron right now. You can argue right now. But in my book, LeBron James (laughs) is still the best player on the planet right now. And I agree with you. It's going to take at least... At least two more years yeah. to dethrone LeBron James. He's a he's an animal. At thirty three, I still think to, at thirty five, which is crazy, he can still be the best player in the league at thirty five. Yeah, he, I mean he he's showing flashes of greatness. You know, his his rebounding ability is is crazy. His his vision and the ability for him to be able to find the open. You know, people cutting and those youngsters sitting and knocking down these jump shots. That's just that just blows my mind. Uh, kind of reminds me of myself a little bit. But mm, my uh, goodness, if LeBron can, if LeBron can keep this up, uh, I just, and, and not get the wear and tear on his body, he's t- he's not playing forty two minutes a game right now. You know, if he could keep this up, then I think he's going to show and demonstrate to people why he is the best player in the world. Yeah, so we did name Kawhi Leonard, but, you know, KD is definitely a part of the conversation. Depending on where KD goes next year, that's going to determine whether or not he overtakes LeBron and becomes the best player on the planet, hands down. What do you mean where he goes? You're acting like it's a foregone conclusion. You think he's going to LA? No. Is that what you're saying? Where's he going? I don't know where he's going. You know something I don't know? East. To the Wizards? He would do the that Knicks. to himself? The Knicks. Oh, the Knicks. The Knicks has been a storyline for KD. I think he'll go east. Well, if he does go to the Knicks, that'll be very, very interesting. Because then he can put himself in a position to where people will have to say, oh, this guy is the best player on the planet. Some people are reluctant to say that now because he plays with the Warriors. He just named it. He's playing with Curry. He's playing with Klay Thompson. What if Kyrie goes to the Knicks, too? Oh, that's good. All the better for him. It's not two two people. It's just him and Kyrie. Then you you might want to put what's what's that guy's name out there? The power forward. I don't know if he was still. Enos Cantor. No, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head right now. But then you will have those three players. But Kevin Durant will you be about the, the unicorn. Is that what they call him? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they call him. But Kevin Durant will definitely still be the alpha male. Porzingis? Porzingis. Porzingis. The unicorn. Yes. That's what they call him, the yeah. unicorn? Yeah. I would hate that nickname. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Kevin Durant will definitely still be, be the alpha male in the, on that New York uh, Knicks team. That would be crazy. But I think he would need to do that. That's Porzingis, something he would need to Porzingis, KD, and um, Kyrie together, that would be crazy. That would be crazy. KD will, be, will play uh, the four. Porzingis will play the five. KD would probably play the, the, the three. three. Yeah. Okay. And and Enos Cantor is a walk. I know him and KD had their own little beef once he left, but I mean. He'll get over it. Yeah. Cantor would probably play, you know, the delegate anybody 
to go play center for them then. Right. Yeah. But that's definitely something that Kevin Durant has to do if he wants people to change their minds about him. Because, you know, let's 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 say he went to another team. Let's say he went to the Knicks, for instance, which this is a far, far cry. This is a, a very, very um not likely to happen thing. But let's say he went to New York and won a championship with New York. Then, <laughs> then there will be no question that you're probably thinking, oh, this is the best player on the planet right now. He has put himself in a position for people to be for people to say that he is the best player on the planet. If and that'll be something I do next year. Yeah, but if he leaves, if he leaves Golden State, and Golden State can't keep, I don't think. I mean, if he, if he leaves Golden State, and Golden State loses Clay or Draymond, I don't think Golden State's a team to beat. You think it's the Lakers? Uh, if they get Clay or Draymond, yeah. So let's. let's I, I, I can see. I can see Draymond going to play with LeBron. They've become really, 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 really close friends. Really close friends, and the Lakers need somebody like that. I'm just being totally honest with you. They need they. I mean, you watch them. If you when you watch them, if you ever watch them play again, they dap each other up. They're laughing and joking with each other between games. It's a little bit uncomfortable to be quite honest with you. But LeBron has a relationship like that with a lot yeah, of players. Yeah, but yeah, the but him and Draymond. Draymond was on his show, um, the shop. Like he's, I, I'm just telling you, it's it's a weird dynamic, man. It's a weird dynamic. Every free agency for the past couple of years has been pretty interesting. But the one coming up might top them all. More than likely it's going to top them all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you have the two marquee players in Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard to sign on where they want to go that that year. Yeah. It's, um, I can't. I, I don't want to see it happen. I, I want to see them win for a long time. But I, I just can't. I can't see them. I can't see that happening, but if if Draymond's pending free agency is going to be, I mean that's going to be bigger than what people think because he's a he's the glue in that in that in that locker room, and I think losing him is going to be it will be tough for them. But we shall see. I, I don't think they have much time together though as a as a group. I think these guys should say, you know, winning's I've won enough. Now it's time for me to go look up for myself. So you think it's going to come back to be Curry's team after this year? Solely Curry's team. Uh, if 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 KD leaves, yeah. If KD leaves, then absolutely, I don't think there's any other way around it. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any other way around it. So I mean, in nine in nineteen, this, um, next summer, Clay Thompson's a free agent. So I think that that's going to be a key. They got to try and keep that guy. They got to pay him too much money to 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 keep him though. So um, Clay Thompson's Draymond, Clay Thompson's a free agent next year, the nineteen. And then Draymond's a free agent in 20. Right, I think they're right. going to either figure out, hey, if we're going to lose him, i got to get something for him. And, right. and Draymond's not that guy. I don't think Draymond has another 10 years in the league. I don't. I don't. I think he's probably got another four or five good years in the league. After that, he'll be delegated to a backup role or a role player. I just don't see him. I don't personally see that. But I think that 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 I think people should re- – Cherish what they see right now, even if you hate the Warriors. Cherish it because I don't know that you'll see this again. Did you Did you listen to the last podcast? I didn't even know y'all did one. What on Tuesday? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I had league night, man. I didn't I get know, home till like know, midnight. I know. I know. We had to get something out there. Though. You didn't even tell me you did it. Well, we did. We did a podcast Tuesday night. It's funny you say what you just said right now because on the podcast, Chris said I impregnated 
the Golden State Warriors. Because <laughs> we're talking about Klay Thompson and his historical night. And I was saying exactly the same thing you're saying right now. Five, six years down the line, people are going to look back at this Warriors team like, wow. Yeah. That is what they had on the court at the same time. <laughs> and, I mean, it's funny you say that because that's exactly what I was talking about on that podcast. I was really – this because of that night Klay Thompson had. It's, it's very – rare and seldom you see and his teammates were all about it because you haven't seen me play that's, i have not i don't that, think I, I don't think i want to see you play either because he most people i know that talk as much as you do cannot play a lick of basketball so <laughs> i'm afraid to see you play i know you can i know you can throw down on the football field but i don't know about basketball <laughs> yeah for him to score you know what he ended up scoring? Fifty-two points. Fifty-two points in ninety-six. He had the ball for ninety-six seconds. Mm-hmm. Fourteen three-pointers broke Steph Curry's record. Yeah, you break the record of your own teammate. We're arguably looking at the two best shooters of all time on the same team. Arguably, we're arguably looking at top five shooters. Three. Two of the three? Kevin Durant is the best shooter of all time as far as the center for oh, this yeah. concern. I think you're looking at three three of the top five shooters of all time. And two of the two best three point shooters of all time. Two of the two. And this is like before you talked about Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, or Kevin Durant, the best shooters of all time you're talking about Reggie Miller. Reggie Ray Miller, Allen, Ray Allen, Larry Bird. Larry Bird. And those guys weren't anywhere near as versatile oh, as these three no. guys are. So it's just, it's ridiculous. And not even club. Not even close. When you see Curry passing the ball to Klay Thompson, and when he passes, the ball's still in the air on him. He's turning around knowing that their shot's already going in. That's a little cocky, but to me that was so funny because, bro, he shot 24 three-pointers in two and a half quarters. Man. He shot 24 threes. If Chris here right now, you said we're having a threesome, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I just – that just – man, only, only person I've ever seen do something like that was me. Like, I ain't never oh seen nobody else do nothing like that. God. <laughs> let's let's conclude this podcast. <laughs> hey, hey, we can't conclude the podcast yet. What you got to say, bro? Uh, there's an APB out on somebody. Who's this? It's much for real. So I get this is my concern voice. <laughs> Your BS. Uh, there's an APB out. Harris County has put an APB out on Jimmy Harden. Wondering where you are. Your team needs you. Please come back. Guys, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, yes, I know Trey's an a-hole. But we already know that. Please don't let him deter you. Hey, don't let him deter you from on. listening to the podcast don't in let the me, future. Don't, don't let me don't try and sneak out of here without talking about them sprockets. What's going on with the sprockets, man? What is there to talk about? <laughs> There's nothing to talk about here, sir. We have nothing. <laughs> nothing. They're bad. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. They're bad. You know. I'm definitely gonna be a Rockets fan. I'm always a Rockets to, fan. What happened to y'all getting better? I thought y'all got better. It's and a, losing it's, those players were gonna hurt y'all. It's a long season, sir. It's a long season. How You're many, laughing like a little schoolgirl. How many games did y'all lose last year? How many games did y'all lose last year? It's a long season. I'm just asking it's, it's you. It's a marathon. I know. It's not it a is. sprint. I know, but how many games did y'all lose last year? Do you remember what y'all's record was last year? Do you think I could be there? 
bad. Uh, Don't have a heart attack. My bad. That's just funny. Jimmy, Jimmy, if you're listening, bro, (laughs) hey, the whole city needs you, man. You know, come on. Oh, gosh. They need you, man. Something, something seriously wrong with you, bro. No, man. I'm just saying. It is, it is, it's early. It is very, very early in the season. But when I go through this and I just look and see, like, you know what? Let me go look and see. And the Lakers are doing much better. But we weren't supposed, we weren't supposed to. Y'all are one in five, bro. One in five? Are we, are we one in six now? Are we or maybe be... one in six. My, I mean, no, we're one in five, but we're, we're, we're recording. When they're, pull- they're, they're playing the, the Brooklyn Nets. I don't you, think you want me to tell you what the score is. No, let's just let's end the podcast right now, guys. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, please subscribe. You can do that on our website, newchannelsports.com, or you can follow us on Podbean. That's newchannelsports.podbean.com, and that's new channel spelled N U C H A N N E L. We really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Um, leave us leave some comments, you know. Give us five stars. Let everybody know how dope the podcast is. Don't say anything else, Trey. <laughs> Ghost Brackets. Thanks for listening to the new channel sports podcast. Leave comments. Please rate the podcast with five stars and don't forget to subscribe.